Welcome to the Illegal Tactics Podcast, where the marks are on the mic. I'm your host, Kevin Serrano, joined by the Five Borough Foodie, Alexander Obed. And our black yeah. friend who isn't here. <laughs> um, by the way, we're, we're rolling, so just want you know that. My name is actually Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start the show. I'm looking at this this post Reddit thread thing you're sending me, and I don't know. It might be just better if we just yeah yeah go on our own. These fucking redditors are dog shit. You can't rely on them for anything except for having really bad takes. So let us have better bad takes for you, our listeners. A moment now for our history. first segment: watch or skip to finish. And no, I'm not going to keep this. Voice. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, is that going to be a thing? No. Just uh, you know, some corny game okay, show okay, shit okay. for the for the first time, you know. I do that with all my first times. When I lost my virginity, I talked like that the entire time. And the first time I drove a car, and the first time I watched wrestling, you know, all the significant things in my life. I just have so many questions, like the first opening segment. Yeah. So it was Brock and Bobby having a a nice little opening promo, and you know. Alex, did you watch this, or did you just skip to the finish? You know, I did watch this. I watched it in its entirety, because this is, what, the first Raw after the Royal Rumble? Yes, it is. So this is, I just needed to see what was going to happen. And, you know, they were promoting, I think they were, yeah, they promoted Ronda, um, and they had the, you know, WWE title recap, whatever happened over the weekend. Yeah, you just had to watch it, because, like... You know, it starts out with Bobby Lashley in the fire-ass suit. I I just love that he's a two-time WWE World Champion now. Like, yep. amazing. Great for him, and he knows that he's opening the show, so he's coming with the heat. Love that. And then, you know, another great promo, I think. You know, after listening to the Paul Heyman interview, it was, like, really interesting to see uh, MVP in this new light, the way that he's taking this bobby lashley character um whether i'm getting worked or not it's it, like you know he he just was speaking a lot of heat on the mic and uh when brock comes out dressed to fight that's when i'm interested it's not like he's in his fighting clothes and bobby's in a suit so so i'm really happy that they're they're moving the story forward um on raw it's actually making us actually want to watch it because i i actually liked raw a couple things that i wanted to ask you about so uh brock calls him out for basically saying like he didn't really beat him but it's not really going to matter because he's going to enter himself in the chamber because i guess he was trying to get a match tonight yeah really goading him into a match which was some good stuff i gotta say that i prefer brock without paul the new brock the brock that can talk the brock that wants to talk the brock that is super competent on the mic is so much better without Paul because it just it just says so much about him. And it seems that they've really dedicated themselves to Brock being a babyface with these challenges. You know, going into Royal Rumble, it looked like they were sort of trying to turn 
Bobby babyface, but it seems like they changed their mind. They gave Bobby a heel victory. This whole segment felt very heel Bobby, Bobby who, Bobby heel. And now he's definitely solidified heel Bobby and very much badass babyface Brock. Who, but he's like a shit talking babyface, which I very much like. Um, so what what would you want to ask me? Um, you know, I, that's a really good point, and I and I totally agree. I definitely do prefer Brock solo without Paul Heyman. Now this Brock, and you know, yes. when Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumble, people were upset. People were saying like, blah 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 blah. He didn't need it, but like maybe that's just like us being burned in the past, like thinking that we're gonna get the same old stuff over and over again but this is like a different brock than before this isn't the same reigning defending beast this is like a new character i think it actually is better for him to to win the rumble i know that people were like upset about it yes definitely i think the valid criticism behind that is that you can use the rumble to make a star like how they made drew in the past whatever your thoughts on drew but you can use the rumble to make a star and you aren't making brock with this but you know the defense against that is that this is the best way to go towards a title unification match which brock is talking about he is saying i want a title unification match well he actually said title versus title so ah true my whole even if it's double champ i'm with for sure i'm definitely leaning more towards instead of a unification match like i'm down for there to be one champion for a couple months you know just have one on the same champion on raw and smackdown and then maybe at the next pay-per-view uh roman drops the raw title or something or whatever and then split it up or brock does yeah Hopefully, but Roman. It's like not but if it's unifying. Brock, it's fine. As long as it's like saying, I am both the SmackDown and the Raw champion. Yeah. You no. Know? Uh, and, and like, I think that's a way more compelling story than uniting them and making yeah. it just like one undisputed champion. Like, you can yeah. call yourself the undisputed champion, but being able to, like Kenny Omega, like the belt collector. He just had a bunch of titles, but was able to actually, you know, he lost the Impact World Championship to Christian while still holding on to the AEW Christian title. Cage? Not his <clears throat> slave name, Christian. Ugh. I do want to just point out that, yes, Bobby's suit was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was but, so uh... good this week. And he looked so cool. I loved uh, MVP having to talk him down, being like, no, Bobby, you don't want to do this. You know, it was very, very good oh, yeah. stuff. He was like, you get... To the back of the line, Bozo. Your title, your <laughs> challenge is declined. Amazing. You know, uh, and, and yeah, I think Brock got bleeped out during that segment, right? For like 30 seconds at a time. I was like, Bro, what is this man saying? <laughs> he's in, since a freaking natty. And uh, so, I, 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 again, I definitely watched this entire segment. Anything that has Brock on it, even Bobby Lashley. And now it's like the lines are like, it's WrestleMania season officially. You know, the road to WrestleMania started at the Royal Rumble. So now moving forward, it's like actually fresh that these two, they're still, they're still uh, intertwining both shows, um, which we'll get into later. Like, yeah. what the fuck is Big E on SmackDown now? Whatever. And this anyway. sets up, you know, starts to set up the Elimination Chamber because we need to start building towards the pay-per-view because WWE is a very, um, oh, sorry, the PLE, a very premium live event based show. 
And I want them to put out another good Saudi Arabia show, as fucked up as that is. So we have the first contestant in the Elimination Chamber. The first two, technically, with Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. So we got two big meaty men ready to slap some meat in there. uh, Brock Lesnar being in the chamber for the WWE title match while challenging Roman for the Universal title at WrestleMania. You know, I love that, and we'll get to it by the end of the show, that this Elimination Chamber is fucking stacked, but I also hate that it is going to be Brock Lesnar that wins, you know? Because how do you get the big show out of the Royal Rumble, you know? How do you beat Brock Lesnar in an Elimination Chamber? Yeah, you you know, know? and we can fantasy book, you know, a million different things, and probably so many of those are going to change by WrestleMania, but it's like... What does night one and night two look like in terms of like title contender? Ma- like, like with the storyline being that is a definite yes that Brock Lesnar will face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania with with or without the WWE title, right? Yeah. So, like, where where does it go from? Do you think Brock takes it at the chamber to do that title versus title, or do you think all of this is just? setting us up for a swerve you know like them saying it is actually it's not going to happen i think it's going to happen i feel like they're they would be setting everybody up for disappointment at this point you know and i feel like they're they're not setting up enough storylines other than this then again what do you do with bobby but also it seems like they're setting up greatly seth rollins and uh excuse me kevin owens which is another massive disappointment they should still have Kevin Owens backing Seth Rollins, and it should be Seth Rollins getting inserted, if anything, into a triple threat with Brock and Roman instead of Brock Roman 18 at WrestleMania, you know, night four. So you don't know. But it's fine. Know. It is two different Brocks and Romans, but I don't know. I just feel like the storyline would be even Seth better could with walk Seth. Out with the WWE title. That would be possible. Yeah, he could. Anybody could in these six people. They could put it on Austin Theory, man. I mean yeah. He was a dark horse to win the Rumble. Don't think that it's that it's impossible. I just think that right now they're building to WrestleMania. They're not going to if they're gonna put the title on somebody, it's gonna be somebody who's gonna sell tickets or a match that's gonna sell tickets at WrestleMania. It could be AJ, so that they could do Edge AJ with a title at WrestleMania. Right. I guess yeah. we'll have to see how we'll have to tune in. At it could be Seth. Twelve PM on a Friday. It could be, you know. I think it's Saturday. Oh, okay. Either way. Pretty But hyped. yeah, um, Really, really great first segment. What about you? I'm assuming, I'm assuming you just watched it. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I watched it. If I had all these notes. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, loving and watching a segment, the next one was Rhea Ripley beats Nikki Ash. Did you watch or skip to finish? Um, I will say, I did watch this though. Wow, I, I skipped to finish and I don't remember the finish. Which is fine i'm sure it was a riptide and in retrospect well let me tell you nikki's cockiness and wanting to rub it in throughout the whole match cost her at the end Rhea with a powerful riptide for the win uh i just wanted to see speaking of riptides Rhea's washed (laughs) here's the thing um whether or not she's washed right now you know people care about 
Raya and Nikki. Maybe not us, but you know, when we were at the MSG live event, people care about this tag team. It's true. Um, the people, people in the care crowd, about if both you pay for stars. a ticket and you're like a diehard raw watcher or, you know, you beg your, your parents or your family to take you. People care about this. And so I was it's watching. True. That's why I watched. And so what I took from this match, since you skipped to the finish, was uh, I just wanted to see Nikki Ash and how... Because, like, this is the most interesting character of Nikki Cross in her in her tenure here at WWE. Mm-hmm. And I just want to see, because, you know, a lot of people really like her. And I know that she's a pretty good worker. And, you know, this is actually a character for her to really make her own and sink her teeth into and like definitely her best she... character so far. Right. And, and I, was a, I was like I was a Nikki Cross fan. Exactly. And that's why I was like I need to see how they're booking her. And you know, the thing with Rhea is that everybody is she's she's dummy over at the live events. Uh people love her, which is great because you know, she sells merch. They know that they have somebody rely like I know that the people in the powers that be know that if they needed somebody they fucking Ray is a uh, like a very very main event women like a very very good main event women's player that they can technically insert like at any time and it would be great beautiful. intermittent champion right definitely at any time so it's like you know she's like she could be like the Lance Archer and just be like the just insert she's it a, into she's better than Lance Archer well you know? I know that but. <laughs> Anyway. Lance Archer's never gonna get gonna gonna get the big one. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but point point being is that you know like they they can rely on her for anything. Yes. So I, I'm like I'm very curious because like this is the point in her career where mm-hmm. she needs to evolve into something else. But again, like you can't evolve into something overnight. It takes you know if you're only getting 15 minutes a week, if that, maybe less, probably less. You have to do it like slowly over time. So just True. basically seeing how Nikki is going to evolve her character since being a heel is, like, very easy to do. And, like, with Rhea Ripley, it's, like, you need to play into – because she's so, she's so strong. Like, and Nikki – and that match I really like just because, like, Nikki was using her head to try and outsmart her. Rhea Ripley also didn't look weak. And even though she was uh, possibly taking – going to maybe get, take the L, I thought it was, like – where does this go from here? Because the women's roster is very, very small. And I feel like any woman that is getting TV time, I need to show that I'm paying attention so that maybe it'll pay off in the future as like building another women's star that isn't part of like, you know, the big four, big six of people. But anyway, yeah, I watched this match. Hey, you valid for that. And That's I cool. hope that this feud actually does end soon just because, even if it's post-Elimination Chamber, just because I want to see, you know, superhero Molly Holly versus Nikki Ash at Mania. They have more than for enough sure. time for a fucking 10-minute match between them at Mania. I think it'll pop the crowd. It'll be a really good popcorn match, even. It'll be funny. It'll be cool. And it'll put the Nikki A.S.H. heel character over a lot. And set her up for more stuff, you know? And she can look brutal in it. The way she just beat Molly Holly down in the Rumble, significant stuff. Right. On to our next segment, which I loved and I watched. It was the beginning of Trial 2 in the Academic Challenge, uh, which is going to be 50 laps around the arena on a scooter between Chad Gable and Matt Riddle. And 
these two have such great chemistry. You know, the brilliant, intelligent Chad Gable with a 4.0 GPA. The master. Shushing Matt Riddle in his lackadaisical, stupid, dumb pothead brain. And the way he just plays it off, Matt Riddle just plays off this, you know, way too smart, you know, jerkwad is incredible and just it's they're really funny to see on screen together they can spend they get they deserve like the 30 minutes they get on raw every week maybe more than 30 minutes honestly it's great yeah um chad gable has been holding it down and every single week the snowball of chad gable is just getting that much larger because he's just so entertaining i am glued to the screen every time he's on it i will watch any segment he's in he's like literally probably up there with like the best on the mic like him just rattling off these like one-liners and just like hilarious ways to say things i think like man he's 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 absolutely gonna be like the i mean people have already compared him to like the next kurt angle in terms of wrestling ability ability comedic timing and just like that overall role for him and like i think it's just it's it's perfect it's the perfect yeah. role for Chad, and I can't wait to see where where he keeps going with it. Um, but yeah, and I definitely also, watched this segment. Otis with the facial expressions. He's there with Jey Uso and Roman Reigns, but in his own way, and the camera loves him. And I love the camera for loving him. You know, they just zoom in on his face doing some crazy shit, and he, you know, he does that thing with his voice, and he says crazy shit, and it's it's funny. It's great. But we'll get for we'll sure. get to him later. Don't sleep on Otis. Um, yeah. One next thing I match. wanted to ask oh, is, well, is uh, you know, the next segment was Alexa's journey back to Raw. You watching this? this? You skipping yeah. that? All right. I so, am. Yes. I am watching this with the with the therapist who looks distinctly like a porn star. Hmm. You loving it? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then we have the, uh, you know. I'm watching it, though. It's it's very disturbing. It's just weird. And, like, nothing is being said. It's just like, these awkwardly silent scenes. Yeah. What are your just... thoughts on these segments? I mean, Alexa Bliss, I don't know if they don't know where to inject her right now on Raw. But it's, I mean... Who the fuck knows? It's not really anything, to be honest. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just nothing. kind of... Yeah, it's nothing. There's no feud. It's just the same old, same old. She's just going to see a therapist. Um, yeah. Anyway. They should the just next, brought her back as the goddess. Sorry. The continue. next match that I have on here is The Miz versus Dominic Mysterio. Did you Was watch this? Was there a point to this match? Did you? I skipped to the finish, but I mean, like, I watched like a little bit of it. Was there a point to this match? There was no point. There was no stakes on this match. What was the point of this match? Maybe because you didn't watch it. Maybe that's why. Uh, so, <laughs> maybe please so, enlighten me. Here's here's the thing. I watched this number match. one Raw watcher. <laughs> Five Here, Pro Foodie. The big the biggest thing that I took from this show it was Ronda Rousey, her first show back on WWE uh, television. Which means, and they saved it for the end, which is fine, and we'll get to that. But that means everything that that happens before that, they're gonna fucking knock it out of the park. Like whatever they're gonna try to do, they're gonna do it tonight because it's the first raw after the rumble, 
It's the first Raw with Ronda Rousey speaking for the first time in three years, and they're saving it for the very, very last segment. You know? There's no, like, there was nothing. So it's like, they want you to stick around, and they're going to make you stick around, which is why I'm watching these matches. So the one thing that I have about Miz and Dominic is this is after the pay-per-view. So the Miz, uh, just a few days before, took the L. The it couple lost to the grit couple. So it's always interesting to me. And you actually have to, if you keep watching, if you if you keep a lookout for this, is like, watch how they book the heels that, like, lose their big matches at the pay-per-view. A la Seth Rollins, you know? Or, like, even just like The Miz. The Miz went out with the L. But now, like, if you watch this match, The Miz did his best to be, like, a shitty heel for Dominic, who is a amazing babyface, you know, like a suit, like just like a bona fide underdog. Like you can't turn Dominic heel before he even gets his underdog babyface push, like the big push. And Miz is like a great person to do that with because the Miz is just so good. The Miz is so good at making you want to punch him in the face. The Miz is so good at making you want to see somebody else beat him. You know, and include in on that list is Rey Mysterio's son. And, um, you know, the Miz in this match was just doing a a great, like, intro to his program with Dominic of just being a cocky heel where he ended up, like, pushing Rey Mysterio on the outside, like, pushing him down and over. And then after that, got Rey Mysterio what, ejected or something because, or, yeah, I get, yeah, the ref ejects Rey Mysterio because the Miz fake trips himself and points to the ref and being like, Ray Mysterio did this. Like he pulls an Eddie <laughs> on, on Dominic on a match with Dominic and gets Ray Mysterio ejected. And then like, <laughs> because of all of this, you know, uh, he, he, when he, when he beats Dominic with a skull crushing finale, immediately he rolls out of the ring, stands on the fucking announce table. and starts like hooting and hollering. <laughs> like while laughing at Dominic and Ray, like while laughing in their faces, like I fucking got one on you, and he just took the L on on Saturday. So I was like, this is great. I, I I'm super excited if it was the Miz versus Dominic or the Miz versus uh, the Miz and the Mysterios just getting into the mix for for WrestleMania. Like I think that could be huge. Like you know. So do you think that's going to be a program for WrestleMania? And do you think that's it's going to be a a Miz? Dominic payoff or a Ms. Ray payoff? Because it's probably going to be a Ms. Ray payoff. I don't know. Who knows? But what would you prefer? I mean, I would love if they just kept continuing Ms. Beating Dominic like over and over, and just like you just can't beat the Miz. That'd be pretty good, you know. I would love that if the Miz was somebody that there was for Dominic to overcome, but I fear it's just to get to a a, a Ray Miz feud. For sure. But even at WrestleMania, like maybe that, or like something like that could happen where, you know, Dominic keeps keeps getting beat by the Miz and then the Miz takes him out, injures him, whatever, writes him off TV, beats Ray Mysterio at WrestleMania so that for Dominic to maybe get like a baby face win over them. I don't know. But that'd be cool. The Miz is money. Oh, uh, just again, don't sleep on Miz. See what he's doing. Like like I love the Miz. The Miz is such a like a like you know, 
old man Miz now, the veteran in the locker room. It's 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 nice to see when these wrestlers are like out there having fun. And you could see like he didn't take that fucking L to edge. He's just like, Great. What's the next program? Let me crush it. Yeah, onto the and next like, one. And even if this isn't going to lead to anything, it at least makes me want it to lead to something because he yeah. because of how good it was. Um was Edge even on the show? I don't remember. I guess we'll see. Um, <laughs> we have the Dana Brooke twenty four seven title backstage scuffle, and then the eighteen Skip. out of fifty scooter race. <laughs> yeah, that's all we saw. Hour nice. two. I believe the eighteen out of fifty is when Riddle got water, maybe, or is that a twenty five? I, I think that happens like later. But okay, hour two yeah, it does happen later of the show starts with. Uh, the Kevin Owens show. Did you watch this? Of course I watched this. I would never skip to the finish when the GOAT Kevin Owens is hosting a segment followed by the visionary Seth freaking Rollins. And it was an amazing segment. It's Mania season, baby. The most stupendous KO Mania. I can't wait. I love him. But I'm very disappointed with where booking is taking him. I don't want this feud to happen yet i think they should build it up for longer but like always they give kevin owens a best friend in like december and then they're like this is your wrestlemania feud instead of letting it build they just go the predictable route well we don't know where it's leading to you know just because they're they're showing the cracks now i mean uh rollins is in the chamber in like two weeks yes and then you know do you I, i we don't know if It'll end up being KO and Rollins. At right, Mania. but KO was asking for Rollins's help in his match against, or not his oh, help yeah. in the match, but he was asking to, to, to like pull a stroke, you know, to pull, yeah, to pull, you know, to throw his cloud here. around, you know, try to get him, you know, into the match. And Seth was like, I don't know about that. And then it didn't happen. And then KO lost, eventually will lose his match to Austin Theory, which we'll get to. But there was some. Really good stuff in this, you know, but it, it was sad to see KO trying to manipulate Seth into that after, you know, KO just said, you are the universal champion of my heart, you know? Well, I don't know about Seth- manipulate, you know? he Whatever Kevin Owens was saying, he wasn't wrong if Seth Rollins actually did go to the back and was like, put him in or I'm out or I'm walking. Come on. He makes a good Maybe- point, you know? He does. With, he does with the white point. pants and the Gucci sunglasses at night. The maestro Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. Sorry. <laughs> it's but it yeah, really I mean, but, but that's also like another Seth thing. back on Raw to some degree. I don't think that at all. You know, uh, and like, like I said, on and like he's talking about Roman. He's like, but that's SmackDown business. Now let's get down to Raw, where I basically have no business. Just that's like, not damn. true. It's not true. I know he's in the elimination exactly. chamber. Exactly. That's big business, don't you think? It is when it it already feels like a foregone conclusion when Brock is the first entrant in the elimination chamber. Well, here's the thing. So many things can happen. We don't like and like they can swerve us at any time. And even if it is going to be will predi- they? But even if it is going to be predictable, I'm still excited to see that match. But at the possibility that Seth Rollins, Seth Freakin Rollins can walk out Elimination Shaper with a WWE Championship match because it is very possible for, like you said, AJ, Seth Rollins. Who else is in it? 
I don't really care. I think that's all I really would. Austin want Theory, to AJ Styles. I already said that, but yeah. yeah. So, but it's actually a really good chamber. Yeah, and exactly, you know, like Riddle, Seth, 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 Seth Brock, Lashley, Austin Theory, AJ. Yeah, it's a sick. I would be happy with anybody in that match, including Brock. You know, walking out with that title. Yeah. You know, so I think like, what would be the most interesting, obviously, is if the first two people out were uh, Brock and Bobby. For sure. And that's happened before. You know? Yes. Yes. So we'll see. But uh, again, just looking at how Seth Rollins was being booked after the loss, he gets a WWE title ship title title match. He gets a shot at it with the Gucci glasses. Don't forget. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and also, he acquired the permanent piece of real estate inside Roman Reigns' head. Yeah, he can go back anytime, which is great. I, the, I like, like sitting on that match. I'm happy with that because they didn't pay it off. It was like great. I was like, sick. They'll they'll do it again, and they can just I keep hope building so. on it. Um, yeah. They will. They will. Yeah. Hope they don't treat him like <laughs> Big E, Big Who. But yeah, the match after this, which was Austin Theory versus Kevin Owens. Did you watch this or did you just skip to the finish? I skipped to the finish on pretty much every. Oh, match. my God. I was not in the in the in the watch wrestling sort of mood. And then the 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 volume crapped out and I had to <laughs> I had to, you know, find you. other means of watching wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't use my certified cable. <laughs> Yeah, it was really unfortunate, but uh, I did watch this match, and <laughs> I'll, I mean, there wasn't that much to Oh, but it I did that. watch, like, the last 10 minutes, actually, of this match specifically, and it was fire. Austin Theory can go in the ring, and obviously we know Kevin Owens can go in the ring. I have very high hopes for Austin Theory, you know? So if you're sleeping on Austin Theory, what are you doing? That's all I gotta say about that. What were your For thoughts sure. on this match as somebody, as a certified Raw watcher of the five boroughs who watched the entire thing? Yeah, I just wrote, you know, ATL for the win. Watch, 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 you know? <laughs> that, you know? You know, but for real, though, this is actually the fact that he is in the chamber and the 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 storyline with Mr. McMahon is actually paying off to the point where people are, like, giving this guy a reaction when he's having a match. As opposed to just like, eh, you know what I mean? Just throwing the same person on every week doing squash matches, whatever. But people like, he, they've been building Austin Theory. And um, again, Kevin Owens is getting his mojo back. Like, that's what I took from this match. Is he was pulling out all the stops, like doing all the... the I don't know if there were any illegal tactics here, but you know. Did I say that? No. But I think Kevin Owens is crushing it. now. Now that he's like back in the zone he's getting his mojo back he's motivated he's confident he's pulling out like moves that he doesn't pull out unless it's like kind of like a big deal in terms of like the second rope jumping like moonsault springboard you know what i'm talking about anyway yeah doesn't matter um and they both hit the suplex on the knee thing you know like the ushiguroshi type deal Mm. which was like pretty pretty pogs because i guess they both do that but yeah that's pretty much it. Is I just wanted to see how they're going to book this match because I, I was curious to know if because uh, Kevin Owens declared himself that he was like going to win and going to be in it, and then obviously he didn't. And Austin Theory, I just want to see how he 
grows as like a performer because you know every single week out there like you gotta fucking like it's a real person you know like actually putting on a performance and i want to see like can he grow more confident on screen whether it's in the ring or in those promos like backstage um and you know just him taking the win and just being like i'm in the chamber and you're not and i was like nice congrats to austin theory getting his first world title opportunity on the main roster yeah, I wish he got a um a segment with McMahon after this, but maybe next week. You know? Yeah, well I I would certainly hope next week. But yes, um, after this was the I think the the next lap one. Yes, and this had the drinks. And this stuck out to me because, you know, he gets a drink from uh Street Profits and he takes a swig and he says, "That's not sports drink." And he rides away. And I could be wrong, but I'm 99% sure that's a fucking private party reference. Because mm. they have shirts that say, that's not water. You know, and whenever they're like in the back of like a vignette, they pass their drinks to someone and someone takes a, a sip and they're like, that's not water. Happens like every time they're in like a vignette or something. Damn, I got to be watching those. <laughs> I didn't yeah, even you know. You have to watch private party hfo vignettes dude (laughs) yeah but nah i think i'd rather stick to you know master gable and his number one guy who gave him a1 steak sauce to drink only the best for master gable only the best for master gable for his sensei that shit popped me i fucking love otis i think he's great yeah i'm so happy that they're that they're that, that the way that the whole scooter race was set up was basically be like oh they're gonna take up the whole show, basically, or like you know, half of the show, just like doing like little recaps. I'm all game for that. All game um, for that. And then uh, Angelo Dawkins beats Dolph Ziggler in a match that they had for why? I'm sure you watched this. I skipped to the finish. I did watch this because <laughs> <laughs> everyone. Let me tell you. you no, know, this, this is the. This is the. Some people have said that this is, you know, Ronda's return to Raw. So they're going some to. Some people have said. Some people have said. So they're going to put on the best matches so people can really shine. So tell me why Angelo Dawkins versus Dolph Ziggler needed to happen. I need to. Number one, they're in Sense of Freaking Natty. You know? Which means. That's like, they're both from there. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. And if you, here's the thing that that I'll tell you about this, you know. Dawkins, Angelo Dawkins is from Cincinnati. And also, I guess, like, you know, the Bengals are doing their whole thing. They're like, it's hot right now. But, you know, Dolph is also, what, Ohio boy also somewhere, you know? Something like that. But, yeah. um, Watching Angelo Dawkins. He's booked get... out of Hollywood, Florida. Yeah, but he's from, you know, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just like The Miz. So, which is also cool about, like, before, is, like, you know, like, Miz in front of his friends and family gets to really, like, amp it up, this, like, mm-hmm. little performance. And so it's the same thing with Angelo Dawkins and Dolph Ziggler. I took this as a point, as, as you know, I'm very interested in the Street Profits and how... Everyone always says Montez Ford is a star, which is, you know, obviously true. And everyone always says, you know, don't sleep on Angelo Dawkins. And so I was like, let me see what's going on. This is like his, a singles match 
in his hometown against somebody who's also from this state. Mm-hmm. So let's see what they can do. And like just watching Dawkins' entrance in his hometown, he was just feeling the crowd, feeling the energy, and they were loving it. And you know, just the song is just I mean, the street prophets, like everybody loves them. But yeah. just being able to see, all right, what can he fucking do in this match? And Dolph, fucking veteran. I cannot wait for Dolph Ziggler in like five years when they have nobody left. Okay, no, I'm not going to say it like that. But in five years, wherever Dolph is, goes for his next main event run. Because here's the thing. Because it should have been him. The whole point is, uh, I did watch this match. You didn't need to unless you wanted to see uh, what Angelo Dawkins can do. But he popped the crowd. He was over. Montez also just like let him do his thing, which was cool. You know what I mean? Like he didn't, he was like being his hype man. So, like, I just wanted to see, can Dawkins survive without Montez Ford? And the answer is yes. Through that yeah. match, I could totally see it. And even if they went with him over Montez Ford to make Montez, like, the underdog, I can totally see it happening. Uh, I've always know. felt, I've been on the train that was like, Angelo Dawkins is overrated. He just needs new gear. For Big sure. time. I don't like know two why. Two changes from now, we'll see where he's at. You know, I, I don't need. I don't. We need to do the first one now. I don't For know sure. why anybody is letting him go out there like that. You know, like they can they can swag him up immediately. They have professional tailors back there. You know, what is Sasha Banks' husband doing? What is Mikaze doing? Just letting this happen, or did he get let go? It doesn't matter. He was letting it happen for a while. Now there's other people back there letting it happen. It's just more like why he didn't need a gear change, I think. Because this is part because, like, he's not ready for a gear change right now. This is, like, if they can build it over the next, like, couple months. You know, because the Street Profits really matter, I think. They're, like, one of the very few new over tag teams who've been able to actually stick around so when they break up i hope they do it right that's all yeah i hope they don't pull a new day only new day should be able to new day it you know where they just like get separated i For hate sure. the which is why it's like he doesn't need a gear to separate because he's yeah. still on a tag team no but they can yeah. give him new street profits gear that isn't big basketball shorts over tights Yes, he's definitely due for that new gear change. That's can, what I. That's all I mean. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. give him cooler street profits. But gear. also, like they're not necessary. I mean, I would think that when they're getting pushed again, because like I said, like they don't need them to be in the main event tag team uh, scene right now. Right now, they're going with what Viking Raiders on SmackDown and who's on Raw? I don't even know. Oh yeah, they're doing the whole Alpha Academy RK Bro thing. So yeah. You heard it here first. Taylor's in the back. Changes gear. You know what's one thing that WWE really suffers from? And it's it's something that AEW does well. It's stories for people not in the title picture. And, like, why isn't the Street Profits involved in a, in a story? They should have a feud with somebody. They should be angry at somebody. Or somebody should be angry at them. You know? Because they're a team that everybody wants to see every week, you know? And it's fine that this week they're not embroiled in one. It was just the Royal Rumble. But they should be involved in a feud with somebody, even if it's Dolph and, and Rude. It seems to be that way. 
that that's what the feud is going to be. Or that's just what it is right now. Like, I feel like that they have been wrestling. Like, okay, we need some promos. You know, Dolph and Bobby Roode can both cut some promos, and Montez can cut a promo. And I'm pretty sure Dawkins can cut a promo. Yeah, they definitely need to give them more backstage time. Yeah. Just like, you know, Chad Gable and, you know, if they can do the same with those two tag teams, there's plenty of other Raw that they could do with the Street Profits. Um, yeah. Just attack them for some reason. Shit. Be like, I hate, you know, I tried one of your drinks once and it made me sick and I spent the whole night throwing up. So I hate you. Yeah. Something, you know. We'll see. It's not so then we to- have the Gable and Riddle 49 out of 50. Um, another Veer promo, and then we have Kevin Patrick ringside for the photo finish to see how this race plays out. Um, Gable trips, you know, uh, Riddle's coming around for the, for the finish, and then boom, an aerodynamic Otis destroys him, you know, and Corey Graves, I believe, dropped the best line of the night, which was... No one saw Otis coming. He's aerodynamic. It's the suit. And I popped so unbelievably hard for a giant Otis in his, like, you know, biking <laughs> suit. Yeah. Just, like, running <laughs> into suit. Riddle. Yeah, running into Riddle like a, a a brick wall. And then, you know, Gable comes around and does, like, a bunch of little rap, laps around the Riddle victory then, laps. Yeah, it was beautiful. And then wins. And he should win, you know, because then we wouldn't get a, a third, you know uh academic challenge obviously they were gonna win needed to happen and then you know the bad guys the smart guys you know won the athletic thing and the athletic guys won the smart sure. person yeah. thing so it's a whole lot of whatever fun, i think yeah it's just these, we're, we're these getting are, where we need to be guys exactly and so and we're having fun while we're doing it um did you watch the following match of riddle versus otis with the winner qualifying for the elimination chamber I watched a good amount of it, and these are two future world champions in WWE. If WWE plays their cards right, and I can't wait to see them main event WrestleMania. And it's absolutely, it's fucking crazy if they fuck both of these people up. I understand them taking the money in the bank off of Otis. You know, he wasn't ready yet, and sure, he may not be ready right now, but Riddle's gonna be ready soon. Because he's been doing this for so much longer, but the, it's it would be crazy if in three years they weren't both champion by then, you know? Because these guys are the future. They of the have company. the potential for sure. Yeah, um, and yeah, I would love for Otis to be elevated to the main event at some point in his career. Um, I don't want to see him relegated in the mid card, uh, like ICUS title because that's just you know. I know that he can go. And, like, this match, I think, proved it. And I think it was actually pretty crazy that, uh, I mean, I think they sold it on commentary, like, Riddle just, you know, did 50 laps around the arena. And that's why he's getting no offense in. And just, like, getting the fucking shit beat out of him by Otis and just getting thrown around. And any time that Riddle just picks up heat, he just gets fucking flatlined over and over again throughout that match. So I also, I watched this entire match because, again... I love both these guys, and I just like want to see like where their characters go. And this was yeah. a great, like I said, perfectly booked match for if if Riddle's selling the fifty laps, 
because Otis got in a like all the the offense in this match. It was like a Wardlow match, you know, almost. So how did Riddle win? Uh, we have two two ripcord knees into a floating bro, miss the RKO, and then another floating bro whisper in the wind to get the the win over Otis. My you know? God. But this is, you know, but like I said, Riddle had maybe like three comebacks where he would try and, you know, after getting beat down for minutes, he would have like a 30 second comeback, maybe like three times. And each time he just got fucking squashed by Otis. Just where it was like a back elbow to the face or just like a running lariat or body. And uh, yeah, he got the fucking whisper in the wind for like the roll of victory again. Uh, Otis didn't need to win this match, but I think he looked like a million bucks throughout it. And, you know, Riddle's in the chamber, you know? Yeah, if Riddle was going to be in the chamber, way. like, it doesn't matter. Like, for the winner, it doesn't matter how you win because you're already moving forward. Like, how do they portray the loser in this match, I think, which was Otis. And him being, again, introduced to this new character where he's actually speaking and, you know, for the Academy! You know? <laughs> and, like, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, don't sleep on Otis. I promise you. Would never sleep on Otis. That's a future world champion right there. Um, speaking after... of sleeping, let's get to our <laughs> next segment, which is, I believe, unless I didn't write something down, is Bianca versus Carmella. Yes. Right. Yes. And what the fuck are they doing with Bianca? That's that's what I have written. What are they doing with Bianca? In parentheses, Carmella. Why? 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 Get her away from her. No offense to Carmella, but uh, no yeah. heat there. And what? They're just going to use Bianca to get other people over now because she did that with Dewdrop? Get Bianca away from there. Well, Put Bianca somewhere where she matters. Where do you think they put? So, in my defense, I did not watch this match because it didn't, it didn't matter. But Bianca went over, KOD. The people want Bianca. The people in the crowd, like, she's over. People want to see her. And sometimes she's not really doing anything right now. And until they figure that out, um, it's okay to just remind the fans that she exists, you know? Yeah. Um, because right now, she you know, the, the world title, the world title picture for the women's division um, at this point in the show or even, you know, at this point in time uh, kind of didn't really need her because it was all about Rhonda and who she was choosing. So it's just like, again, it didn't matter. So let's move on. Um, well, good thing Becky is getting both Lita and Rhonda, you know? And, I don't know. Uh, and then we, know, get, we get Did Bianca. you watch SmackDown? I don't know. Get, oh, who the fuck knows? All these Rhonda segments are dog shit. We'll get there. But <laughs> the next match, I think, was... uh. AJ, AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio for the first, I, I believe, the first time on uh, WWE TV. And um, maybe not ever or anywhere, but I, I think one-on-one -on, -one on WWE TV, I don't think this has ever happened. And I think no, that's what the, the way they booked it. I'm pretty sure Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles one-on-one. -on -one, that's happened before. I think, because I did not feel any compulsion to watch it. Well, here's the thing. That's how the, that's how they, the people. <laughs> this is how they said it, how they booked it on commentary. We're like, this is a pay-per-view level match, qualifying match for the chamber. And it 
was awesome, <laughs> you know, just because, again, I love AJ Styles and I love Rey Mysterio. Of course. And to see, ever do it. again, them hyping it up. I think they gave them time, too. I think they gave them like 25 minutes or something like that. Oh, my God. And it was like. And no Dominic outside. Where the fuck was he? He got beaten by the man. He got embarrassed, man. You know, um, what a fucking but pussy. yeah, this is like when I realized when this was like right before the Ronda segment, I was like, oh, they want people to stick around. And so to get them to stick around, we're going to give Ray and AJ time for free. Let's go. You know, literally two living legends in professional wrestling. And I believe if not their first match on like one on one match. Uh, if not, I think it was on WWE TV. But there's so many good buttery spots. That's all that really matters. If you love wrestling and you love AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio, go watch this match. Um, okay, maybe but, I will actually. You know, commentary I think was really on point because right now you have AJ in this spot where they're I guess warm. I mean, obviously he won, so you know, one word for this match, whether it's buttery. Or phenomenal. Or classic. Because this match fucking ruled. <laughs> so, oh my god. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, you know, the marks are on the mic. But I thought that they had just a lot of good spots in it. And um, But yeah, just like the build for AJ Styles to be back in the main event. Because that's all I really want, you know? He's fucking done with this Omos shit. Like, and everyone's like, why didn't they like give him a big payoff? Because it's like, that shit doesn't matter. Like, AJ like won... AJ lost on a Raw just, like, randomly, like, five weeks ago. Cool. Let's leave it there. Yeah, AJ's Main the event, champion AJ's all back. around the fucking world. No, yeah. he doesn't need to have a big payoff with Omos. It's over. It's done with. Yeah. God. It's beneath him. Beneath him. But uh, I'm super happy that he's in the Rumble. Um, But then, after this match, we have the Main Event Segment. Ronda Rousey returns to WWE. Well, before we get to that, oh, okay. At, right at this, you know, they show the full elimination <laughs> chamber: Riddle, Seth, Brock, Lashley, Awesome Theory, AJ. Just real quick, who do you want to win? Who do I want to win? I'm 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 happy with Seth Rollins winning. I'm happy with Bobby Lashley winning. I do not want Brock to win personally, but mm-hmm. I would I would accept it. And be like, this is what it is. Yeah. How about you? I I think the most interesting would be Seth, and then if they real if they want to do the the Randy Orton Matt Riddle thing, they could do Riddle. They really if they want to make that a main event at Mania, they could definitely. It would have enough heat to main event Mania. Randy Orton's one of the biggest guys in the goddamn company on any given day. Gets as big as pops as Goldberg, which we will get to. But yes. Uh... <laughs> so I'll go with Seth Riddle. You know, I mean, any of these people I'd be very happy with. I'd be very happy with. I really yeah, would. This even is a with great Brock, elimination. And it. I love the Elimination Chamber. It's really great. But yeah, and there's nothing more won, realistic than an elimination chamber in Saudi Arabia. Sorry, what'd you say? Um, even with Brock winning, you'd be fine. Yeah, I mean it, it just is what it is. Yeah, you have to accept the inevitable. So Speaking about inevitable, 
Ronda Rousey returns to Monday Night Raw. The Charisma Vacuum has returned to Monday Night Raw. This? Of course did I did. It's it? Ronda Rousey. Unfortunately. Yeah. Tell me about it. And I watched like about... all promo segments. Tell me about what you, your thoughts, what you liked, what you didn't like. She needs acting lessons so desperately. She <laughs> needs to learn how to put gravitas in her voice. She needs to learn how to get the attention of anybody watching because it's just like watching somebody talk. But this isn't about talking. This is about commanding the attention of the people you're talking to. Also, yeah. they are 1 million percent piping in cheers, which I was Dude, very surprised by. That was so strange when that weird pop out of nowhere. The only person that got cheered in this segment was Lita. The only person that they made noise for was Lita. I was like, you're dead for Rhonda and Becky. I thought both of them were like very over i, I like think... becky i have complaints about ronda but I, i'm very happy she's back in general i think she's awesome in ring and brings legitimacy i just think she is a charisma vacuum but the only person who they made any real noise for was lita but i mean deafening boos and cheers and then you look at the crowd and they are sitting on their fucking head. it was very disturbing i think what happened was i mean she definitely was not ready she had Zero confidence on the mic and zero presence. <laughs> Rhonda is yes. what I'm saying. Um, and I think, you know, her whole promo on Becky, Becky, like, couldn't even save it. I think that's the thing. Like, I think Rhonda made it. It was so bad. Becky made the, her look really bad. Yeah. And I think, like, but that's the thing. I think, like, there was no reaction because everyone's like, I don't even want to see this. Like, turn whatever this is off like get this away which is why lita got the massive pop because they're like finally pro wrestling <laughs> you know like what is this ronda rousey shit but i know we're gonna get to it on friday i will say that i think her friday promo was way better than her monday promo but obviously it's not it's not difficult to be better than that because that was absolutely awful they <laughs> I think, both like, suffer from a complete lack of charisma which i find crazy because i know becky? for a fact no ronda becky and... did great on the money no no you, you said both you said both both promos monday oh. and friday yes yeah which not is crazy not Sorry. becky no becky did wonderful just both of her promos i see yeah and then every charlotte promo is a charlotte promo you know they're slightly different in topic but they are all very much charlotte promos well but We'll get to that, but I, I disagree, you know. I think she's great. I think Charlotte's great. Yeah, no, hers was definitely worse because she was, like, playing off what Rhonda was saying, and it felt there were moments where it felt like she didn't know how to respond to, like, this deafening lack of, like, literally, like, she was talking to a vacuum. <laughs> That's how I felt watching Charlotte. I was like, I yeah. feel so bad, you know. But I Becky don't know. was able to get through it fine, but Charlotte was definitely struggling. But I, I really do completely blame Ronda. <laughs> yeah. But hey, her, was, I love her matches. I really we'll do. see. That was three years ago. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I guess. Because I, I remember seeing her in the Rumble, and I was like, what are these punches? 
I don't remember them being this corny, but... I think everybody always complained about her punches. Fair enough. So we'll see. I'm sure she could still go, but man, that was brutal. I'm so glad Lita came out to save it. Um, Lita versus Becky Lynch at the Elimination Chamber. Are you excited about this? Yeah, I really want to see what Lita does with her whale tail in Saudi Arabia. Is it going to be like over a bodysuit or, you know, it's going to be interesting. Oh, that's true. She's going to have a bodysuit and cargo pants on, actually. <laughs> yeah. Know. So, uh, but yeah. She I, actually I, I basically was... tonight was dressed Saudi Arabia appropriate between like the cargo and like the long sleeve shit under her short sleeve shit. So, yeah. But it'll be a fun match, you know. Lita does that moonsault that makes you think her neck's going to break. So you always get a stand on your seat. <laughs> for sure but you know again the the crowd is way more invested in lita versus becky um and this is great because i know that she started feuding with charlotte on friday nights a couple weeks back so maybe this will be i don't know what's going to happen at mania but apparently uh because on friday that's when ronda declared right it's going to be Charlotte? Yeah, she did declare Charlotte, Strange. right? <laughs> yeah. That was it was the most confusing segment of my life. Yeah, I have I nothing but complaints know. about that segment. But yeah. Dude, can we um, just talk about can we just skip to this segment and we'll just get all of Rhonda out of the way? Or are we gonna but, are we gonna cut here? I mean, no, that's fine. But I, I will say, great job on Raw. Got me yeah. to watch the whole thing. And uh, you know, the marks are on the mic. I mean, we could just I mean, yeah, we, we can jump into SmackDown. I don't know. This is. Uh... I mean, I want to. I I just I hated that segment. Yeah, let's talk it was, about it. Let, was let, the let's talk about worst Charlotte. segment in wrestling in since they started building to the Royal Rumble? Was this Ronda segment? So we have here is what Charlotte basically says. Well, Sonia is there for some reason. She's acting like charlotte's lackey for who the fuck knows why i guess they're like well at some point well this is this 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 is how they set it up though um because next week there was supposed to be adam pierce and sonia they had that whole backstage thing yes but so sonia has used charlotte as like a, a goal and a threat against Naomi multiple times, but that is more part of like the Sonya Naomi story. But that doesn't make Sonya Charlotte's henchman, which she completely acted like through this entire segment. So Sonya makes up maybe a lie at the beginning of this segment that Rhonda chose Becky oh, yeah. as her as her opponent off screen. So my first note is Rhonda chose Becky off screen. And I'm like, what? Like, that's weird. I don't know why they would do that. And then I'm like, so why is Rhonda advertised? Because they've been advertising her the whole show. And then they're like, Rhonda's not going to be here. And then Rhonda does come out. And I'm like, so why are you saying that she is going to come out? Then you're saying that she chose someone else and she's not going to come out. Following it up by immediately having her come out. And then Rhonda's like, actually... I didn't choose anybody. I'm like, is this supposed to be surprising? You just keep saying different things. You also, know, this is like when another the confusing team... thing. Sorry. I was going to say another confusing thing about this segment is that they're like, the reason why they brought her out is they said, so 
Rhonda chose Becky, which was a lie. And they said, you're going to beat Naomi next week. So you, Charlotte, can choose your opponent for WrestleMania. And she says, Sasha Banks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then Ronda Sasha comes Banks. Out. And then Ronda yeah. comes out. And then so. Ronda comes out. And then it's like. And then I'm like, what the. F-? My next word is, what the fuck is this show running? Yeah. Like, who is Smackdown writing was bad. this shit? I mean, other than the opening segment, like, this whole nonsense was bad. But. And then I'm just like, Rhonda has no charisma on the mic. I have no recollection of what she said because it doesn't fucking matter. And then she does choose Charlotte. And then I, my next one, sorry, Sasha, I guess, because you got chosen to be the next opponent, but now you just got dicked out of it by Rhonda. Unless now Sasha's going to be like, well, I got chosen. So now it's a triple. Blah, 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 blah. And yeah, then maybe. Sonya attacks Rhonda. That was weird. And it's just like Sonya, <laughs> who's afraid of Naomi and does everything her in her power to avoid Naomi, is now attacking Rhonda because yeah, she, she like maybe threatened Charlotte. And I'm like, how much? What? You're not, nor have you ever been established as Charlotte's henchman. And now yeah. all of a sudden you're like, don't attack her. And you like attack her. Like, what the, what the fuck is this dog shit? When she the jumped worst on her segment back. in six months. <laughs> yeah, when she jumped on Rhonda's back, I was like, what is going on right now? <laughs> I was like, the this worst... is strange. This, um, is, this was dog shit. I only have one page of notes for SmackDown. Because it's okay. Smackdown That's all it really took. Sucked. You know, it was pretty We got bad. a gender match versus Shinsuke. Did His not. first tile defense in like fucking nine months, ten months. Yeah. But, well, to just finish up with the whole Charlotte Rhonda thing, I don't know whether or not this is actually happening. <laughs> like, I'm very unclear. I'm very confused still. I'm going to have to wait till next week for it to get confirmed on commentary and the recap packages to see if they're actually going to be promoting Charlotte versus Ronda at WrestleMania. I have no idea. Uh, again, maybe this is like what happened. Like, like, what if next week Naomi beats Charlotte? And then she's like, oh, I'm just going to go to Becky. And then again, I won't like it's going to be even worse. You know, if she just flip flops going back and forth, doesn't matter. We'll see what happens. The segment was bad. Um, Can I tell if, you? Yeah. Uh, tell, you tell and the showrunners of, of WWE have a, a lot in common because they don't know if this is going to stick till next week. They have nothing. They have no idea what's going to happen. They haven't made any yeah. solid decisions. For because sure. They are a fucking empty headed homunculus. I don't know. No thoughts if it's... in their brain. I don't know if it's as much as that. I just don't think that anybody was really prepared for how dead the crowd was going to be. The fact that Vince McMahon is back there listening to the silence of the crowd in Cincinnati and says, put the mic, like put the, put the cheers in. And the guy is like, which button is that? Because I haven't had to do that in so long. And it's actually, oh, the volume's all the way up. You know what I mean? I actually forgot to l- let it let it build for a second. Like, the fact that that had to happen. I don't know if, I mean, maybe empty-headed homunculi. I'm not going to say you're, you're wrong about that. But I just think that you're underestimating the fact that they underestimated how little of reaction and how not over... They were surprised by how not over Rhonda was actually going to be and how bad she was on the mic. Um, 
Yeah, that, 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 that they don't know. Killed Rhonda on the inside because she they has don't such know. low confidence. Honestly, yeah, you know, she, and like they, she they, thought they getting booed was bad three years ago, and getting hate from the fans. Man, monkey's paw curls. How about nothing? That's gonna shatter your goddamn soul. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's why it's this part, and like you know. <laughs> it's all convoluted because they don't know anymore because they're like nobody wants to see Ronda versus Becky again after that promo and they're like let's see what happens like how can we throw these swerves to make the pop for Ronda sort of real and it's like let's just say that we're giving him all these things and lie and then she comes out and then says that she's a mom and you know but anyway, whatever. Oh, I really liked the line when Charlotte held up the title <laughs> yeah, and was like, yeah. this is my baby, and she's prettier than yours. <laughs> that was yeah. great. So props uh, to Charlotte, because I would love to... I'd rather see Charlotte decimate Ronda on the mic than Becky at this point. Because, like, I'm not a fan of that. Whatever, like banter witty banter that they, or like playful banter that they have calling each other ronnie and rebecca i'm like i don't give a fuck but like that promo from charlotte after it was like course corrected charlotte just knocked it out of the park and even yeah. her just being like of course she picked becky they're moms they're weak i've never been <laughs> stronger faster like i don't have any of that shit i'm the fucking champ and i was like goddamn right you are you know <laughs> like Oh, fucking rules, man. Yeah, she's really she's does. awesome. She's she's taking whatever she has and she's she's crushing it. But yeah. they don't know what the fuck they're doing with Rhonda. They um, either gotta go with Charlotte or they have to and it sucks for Becky because it's not like Becky doesn't deserve to be champion. They have to put the title back on Bianca and turn Rhonda heel and be like, Oh, you don't deserve to face me. I should be facing a real champion like, you know, Charlotte or Becky, but I, I'm stuck challenging for the Raw title. And, like, she should, like, brutalize Bianca and, like, try to break one of her arms and, like, take her off TV for, like, three weeks. I think it's tough. Um, you know, unfortunately, this is a business. And, you know. But Bianca's you're over, taking... like, Rover. Yeah, but if you were taking, like, who is Ronda's first match? the marquee going to be again. And it's either Becky Lynch or Charlotte Flair. I don't think there's anybody else who could do it. Maybe Sasha Banks, but even then, I don't think so. Um, Bailey. So it's the first one. So it's going to be either one of those two. They just got to figure out yeah. which one it's going to be. Um, it would be too complicated to switch it to Bianca. And they even just like kept yeah. the title on Bianca. Even then, they might have had her drop it to Becky at Royal Rumble so that they could do it with Ronda or it's have the so, potential to. It's so dumb because they didn't have like a baby face and a heel to choose from to see what Ronda would have played off better. They had two different heels to choose from and two matches we've already seen. That's true. But we I saw think Charlotte right now... versus, versus Ronda at Survivor Series that year and we saw the triple threat them at Right, and which is why I think they flip flop because they're like we they've seen it both before. They're both great wrestlers who can carry Ronda, um, not on the mic in the ring, <laughs> you know. Um, and I think they were just gonna test both waters. And at after Monday, they're like, we got to test on Friday just to see 
what those waters even sound like. Because, like, if it's anything better than Monday, or maybe they just got really good at editing by Friday, and, like, maybe the crowd was dead, and on TV it just came off differently, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But who knows? Um, but, yeah, starting off SmackDown, because uh, there's not going to be that much. We might as well just, like, run through it. Um, Watcher skipping to finish of the opening promo, unfortunately. I the fuck out of any Bloodline promo, brother. Tell me your thoughts on this. Paul Heyman. I don't know if I like this as much. I loved it. It wasn't his best promo ever. <coughs> I love him talking about how much he loves it. How mu- how he was how it was all real. You know, it wasn't some big it wasn't like a, you know, like a two month plan. It all happened in the moment, you know? Oh, he's not okay. breaking kayfabe. He's just saying this wasn't a long, you know, plan between me and the tribal chief. This just happened that night. And he's like, he extended the hand of forgiveness, and I took it because I love my tribal chief. And my tribal chief showed me that, yes, he can beat Brock Lesnar. And I believed him. You know, it was great. Oh, a lot of people say they don't like when he says he loves him. Roman, the tribal chief, but I love it. I think it's great. I'm like, yeah, he does love him. That's that's the thing. That's yeah, you know what? I, I I am flipping the script. I did I did like in terms of like him saying that he will never say uh the reigning defending undisputed blah 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 world champion for Brock Lesnar ever again, which is like that's what made it interesting to me because this Brock Lesnar, and maybe even Brock Lesnar from now on, does not need Paul Heyman at his side anymore. And Facts. for the better. And this, him flipping back to Roman Reigns, is, I guess, the most uh, memorable thing that'll come out of this. In ter- or, I guess, like, him being back with Brock for another six months, no one's going to care. But him flipping back, and, you know... It helps him them both, definitely. Yeah. Him saying that this is like he's trying to like perform his ass off. He's trying to make something out of this, like something great, something a legacy defining, like I guess manager, whatever you want to call it, advocate. This like type of personality is like this is his run on like how can he elevate something different? Because the Brock Lesnar thing is undisputed. Like that is him being with Brock Lesnar, like, that's been done. Can he do it with somebody else effectively? Like, CM Punk, when he was with um, him a couple years back, did not need Paul Heyman. And honestly, Paul Heyman never said anything with CM Punk. I don't know if you I don't know if you were watching back then, but it was literally him holding it up. I'm excited to see where this chapter of the advocate, Paul Heyman, for the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, actually special moves counsel. forward. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. He's not an advocate. Not an for... advocate. Fucking idiot. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I actually did like this promo. He did not need to protect Roman Reigns from Brock Lesnar. He had to protect Brock Lesnar from Roman Reigns. Damn right. Just you ask know, Bobby Lashley. Paul acknowledges the tribal chief. OKC acknowledges the tribal chief. And then we have Goldberg's music hitting kill myself (laughs) but to be expected he's been talking about his one match and he's like if i'm gonna come back for one match i better get some saudi blood money pay me out you know i think i mean why not 
if this is yeah, if this is his last match, I don't think it will be. Also, I don't think just sign another deal. But if it is, let it be at Saudi. Yeah, and let it be against Roman Reigns. Let's get spear versus spear. Fuck it. Yeah. Nice little finisher spam fest. That'll be fun. (laughs) Yeah, and I, I, you know, this Goldberg, or like this, like you know, old man Goldberg, can be at its best when he comes out. Says the whole shtick, doesn't say too much, you know. I acknowledge you, and you're next. My next victim. See you at Elimination Chamber. Perfect. Give me a 10-minute spot fest. Go out on your back. Perfect. Yep. Hall of Famer, Bill Goldberg, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. Yes, your son is very, your son thinks you're cool, so we can all be done here. Yeah, so let's hope, hope this this pans out. Uh, Did you not watch the fight night delivered to you by Papa John's? Do you mean uh, Jimmy Uso beating Eric? No, fight night, bro. It's Ricochet versus Ridge Holland. <laughs> oh, I watched a little bit of this. I no, didn't take it. <laughs> that's pretty much it. The only other thing that I have kind of of note on this show is pretty much uh, in two weeks or in a couple of weeks, we get Shinsuke versus Sammy for the, I guess, the first time since they wrestled back then. So very excited to see what they can do. It's even though it feels kind of like meh because it's for the IC title and it's like whatever, like mid card smells like mid card. I mean, I'm just a fucking mark for Shinsuke and Sammy, bro. Let's bring it, um, man. If you they, for that? Not... no, you can say no. Okay, it's fine. I'm not. Uh, um, if, are they gonna give us you know NXT Takeover Dallas again? No. I mean, it's not going to be like that for sure. Um, also, another reason, uh, another thing that I saw. There's did no you see reason the Goldberg, it can't be. Did you see so the Goldberg ad for Dodge on Fox? No, I saw the video package for Goldberg. No, that's fine. It was a different he, he, things. He's like in another. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like in a commercial. Like oh, a Dodge, Dodge? commercial. Yeah. That's funny. Um, he's like, Dodge, you're next. My next car. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's all that matters. SmackDown. It was what it was. Moving on. Um, that's it. You don't want to talk about Aaliyah beating Natalia with a with a countout? <laughs> yes, it was countout. You know, yeah, Aaliyah and with then... her undefeated streak. Aaliyah three seventeen. Aaliyah versus the Goat. Natalia Neidhart, aka Ned, and then Neidhart. Naomi getting her match against Charlotte next week. You know, by threatening, yes. um, what's her face, Sonia, and just... then you know the villain that isn't being talked about in any of these segments, and I've been saying it for weeks, is Adam Pierce. He just watches all of Sonia's villainy, and like the fucking cuck he is, he's just like, yeah, it won't. Uh, you you can't do that. He's just he's just such a you can't type of person, you know. And nobody fucking calls him out. You know he has all the power. He can fucking even probably override Sony on decisions. And he just nobody calls him out. Nobody does anything. You know Naomi should just be like, Adam, you have just as much power. Bar her from ringside. You know. 
bar her from ringside. How about you give me a match? You know, I can't deal with her. You, do you see how she interacts with me? You give me a match with her. Stop saying what I can't do. You see how your fucking co-worker treats me. Do something about it or I'm going to sue. Yeah, nobody is, you know, deflecting any blame to Adam Pierce for just letting it happen. So. Yeah, dude, he's a bystander, man. The, <laughs> you know, the, the people from Seinfeld went to jail for this. Like, it's a crime to be a bystander. Oh, okay, you know? Okay, okay. It's crazy. Adam's, Adam Pierce is a criminal, okay? He's a criminal, and he needs to be taken to justice. I want the Usos to come in and kick the fucking shit out of Adam Pierce for letting really all this point. happen to Naomi. It's a really good point. Really you, do you good remember point. that thing in New York City? That's, that's why they made the bystander law in Queens when that person, that woman got stabbed to death. Kitty Genovese. Look up Kitty Genovese, people. She got stabbed to death and she was screaming for help. And 24 bystanders... Saw her and heard her and closed their fucking windows. Look up Kitty Genovese. That's you, Adam Pierce, you piece of shit. I won't forget. We're just blaming it all on Sonya because it's easy. We're not looking at the Adam Pierces of the world. I okay, let's they, move on from SmackDown. This dog I hope shit they, episode. They listen to this and they, you know, they take your advice. You know, somebody needs to hold Adam Pierce accountable. Um. Moving on to Dynamite <laughs> in Chicago. The first now, match that I have is, oh, I mean, there's a couple outside of the ring things, but we don't even need to even discuss that if you want, you know. We can discuss the outside the ring things, but on a whole, I just want to ask your opinion. Sure. I, and there's, there's a few things I liked in Dynamite, and I almost love too much every episode of Dynamite and Rampage because I'm a filthy mud mark for AEW. I was so bored and dissatisfied with the, with this episode. Was I just too tired to enjoy this? How did you like this episode? Well, let's um, let's go through it. Let's find out. Maybe <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> let me read my notes again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, we have Mox versus Wheeler Yuta, just because you know Brian Kendrick got taken away, taken out of this match. Oh, did you hear why he got taken? I did, is that and I don't really have as many thoughts. You know, Brian Kendrick is a, you know... Anti-Semitic, uh, reptilian-believing, probably flat-earther, though. If that's slander, I really don't mind. The thing is, none of this man. stuff is new. You know, anybody who's seen his high spots or, you know, his, his, his shoot interviews will know that he's of particular mindset. <laughs> anyway... He gets replaced by Wheeler Utah with Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Um, I will say that despite it being, you know, that Wheeler Utah wasn't gonna beat Moxley, but maybe with Orange Cassidy and Danhausen shenanigans, maybe he could. Uh again, it was what it was, which was just, you know, glorified squash match. Really weird that Danhausen is just being thrown with the best friends which is like really weird that's what i said was gonna happen and i just like yeah. this just feels like makes sense this is like when they brought in el generico in nxt at first or when they brought when they signed sammy they kept him as el generico on some dark shows in nxt to be a dancer with the mask on with like either brodus clay's thing or like adam rose you remember adam rose yeah 
like that weird like the rosebuds and shit yeah like, i think they had him in like that doesn't matter uh-huh. but it feels like that like i feel like danhausen does not nest like i feel like that would have been cool for them to build to that instead of just throwing him in there like it was really cool to see him do the cameo in the orange cassidy match but i feel like that could have been a big moment of them finally like meeting on screen introducing us to whatever the fuck danhausen's character is because i still don't really even know because i don't watch ring of honor yeah um but we'll see if it builds. I have a feeling it might build to something else. Like maybe he'll just turn on Orange Cassidy mid it's match true. or something. I really enjoyed Danhausen scaring John Moxley though. I thought that was pretty hilarious. You are marked <laughs> for that shit, bro. <laughs> but no, amen. I I I hope that there's something more because them just being thrown together, the best friends, whatever. It's uh, like they just put every comedy gimmick with the best friend. Yeah. What do we have? Uh, but good for Yuta. You know, he keeps growing and growing. For sure. Like, and, and, and he's only going to get better when he's wrestling with people like Moxley, you know? Moxley hitting the RKO now. Do you have any thoughts on this now? I'm it's with It's like it. the second week in a row he's hitting it. I'm with it. I'm loving the King Kong Lariat, though. I'm a fucking mark for that shit. Especially when they call it, when Excalibur calls that shit. Sounds like a fucking Luffy move, you know? <laughs> <laughs> It probably is a Luffy move, you know, honestly. Yeah, you know, they got all their signature moves in. Paradigm shift for the win. If you love wrestling and you love John Moxley, definitely watch for this match. Um, yeah. We have are you, Brian. Are you still not agreeing that Moxley is great in the ring? Was that you disagreeing with me last week? Uh, Maybe. I mean, like, I never was a fan. I think it was like Tyreek, but I also like agree to an extent that I'm not that biggest of a fan of his, you know, would you say like loopy brawler like type thing or like something like, like that? Something like yeah. that. Like yeah. His like sloppy you know, brawler. Sloppy brawler. Like yeah, I'm not yeah, a fan yeah. of that. Um, I say. But this newfound Mox and his new uh, passion for pro wrestling. God mode behind, Mox, as some have said. Some have said definitely. If it wasn't, if if whatever it was before, this is definitely God mode. You know, <laughs> whatever that is, it's all relevant. He looks so, great for him. again. So yeah, Week two. He looks great. and you know. I'm I'm happy with it. I I I will kind of it doesn't really matter because what happens next is Brian comes out and marked out like a fucking madman for the entirety of this next segment. Yeah. He was just spitting facts on the mic, you know. He cuts the promo and he actually extends his hand. Do you have any thoughts on this segment after the match? Yeah, so basically, you know, instead of challenging mox for a fight proposes a faction with mox which is exactly what the two of them need in the world of of factions which is aew everybody needs a faction moxie's never been part of a faction brian danielson has yet to be part of a faction and he basically says hey you know and he doesn't say this exactly he doesn't say this at all actually but besides cm punk me and you are the two biggest stars in aew that don't have factions and me and you are the two greatest wrestlers here, and there's no reason that me and you couldn't win any title that me and you wanted. If we we could get the TNT title, we could work together and get the tag title. We could get the world title. We could work together. I could help you get it. You could help me get it. And we should be working together because me and you are of similar mindsets. Me and you have had similar journeys, and we're the greatest. And, you know, there's a bunch of dumb people here in AEW that have bad mindsets that are teaching people the wrong thing so why 
don't we surround ourselves with some young people, you know, some some people that need some guidance, like Wheeler Yuta. Why is he hanging out with these fucking dumbass comedy gimmicks, like Orange Cassidy? You know, what is he going to learn from him? What if he started hanging out with us? I bet we could teach him a bunch of shit. So, Moxley, you know, don't answer me now, but why don't we make a fucking badass faction and teach, you know, some some young lions how to wrestle right. and uh, and run this fucking place? And, you know, obviously this is very paraphrased, but I really hope this is the direction they go with. And then eventually we'll get uh, a Brian Moxley, whenever that is. Or maybe they have to fight to form the faction. But it'll, it, this is going to be my new favorite faction. This is fucking amazing. If it happens. Yeah. It um, will happen. I will bet is, you Demi's on it. This is, this is good. Because I don't even think in their WWE tenure together, I don't think they ever had a real singles feud. They had a lot of matches together because, you know, the Shield stuff uh, was pretty much introduced with Team Hell No. So they had a lot of matches together. But I don't think there was ever really, like, a main event program for them to like i don't think i've ever crossed paths that way ever and um you know brian just always dropping the facts bro millennial cowboys should not be world champion someone dressed like a dinosaur should not be champion and i yes, love I the fact that he, he, a vlogger he out, shouldn't be champion <laughs> he called out that someone whose main contribution is creating a vlog should not be the tnt champion so I'm eating it up. I love it. Yeah. Because you know? I, I am a Sammy Guevara hater. So like. Oh, and I think the faction is going to be called Legacy. Maybe. He did say, you know, he wanted to train the future of pro wrestling with Moxley and, you know, that they could run this place. Um, again, masterclass promo for Brian Danielson. Moxley not saying a word was perfect because it actually makes me want to tune in next week. And, you know, and he didn't have to say a word. You know, Brian was saying a lot of facts. I said, I said, that's good, because I was worried if you were going to tune in next week or not. <laughs> that's true. Um, exactly. I was going to watch it regardless. <laughs> but I'm glad that they did. That they, that he, they had him said nothing. And um, whatever it is, whether it's them doing this faction or them fighting it out, these are just two living legends <laughs> right now in AEW. In their prime. In the prime of their career. Truly in their prime. Yeah. Just anything that they're doing, working together, whether it's, you know, against each other or tagging, it's something new and fresh. So great job, AEW. Yeah. We have uh, the most the hated person in AEW. The CBO, the Chief Brand Officer Brandy, standing in the ring. Where does did this heat come this? from? Did you yeah. watch this or is it a skip to the I, I think it's rubbing off of Cody, to be honest. And, and this was crazy. You know, Dan Lambert dropping another fire pipe on this week. I mean, some of the stuff I could have done without, but for the most part, he's pretty on point, you know? Yeah. I thought uh, Brandy slapping him was so cheap and, like, so telegraphed, and I, I really was just like, what is this fucking segment? And then Paige Van Zam came out. <laughs> I, I, my note is like, oh, this is so boring. I, I did not like this segment. <laughs> I mean, now looking back on it, despite, you know, when you watch AEW as a mark and you're just like, you know, myself included, um, when you're more for these TV shows, you, you like for this, for example, like I think a lot of the stuff on Raw. Uh, I obviously was was being way too positive about, but, you know, it's whatever. But there, but this whole thing 
even though it was over in the crowd in the sense where they were getting a huge reaction, like literally Brandy is the biggest, like she's the new Vicky Guerrero, you know, <laughs> it's like Cody <laughs> isn't the biggest heel in the business. Roman's not the biggest heel. It's fucking Brandy. Brandy's like the one that's getting legitimately like, or maybe it's just the go away heat. Doesn't really matter, but I am not interested or excited in the slightest for a Paige Van Zant Brandy match. Whatever. Um, no, please, please turn turn around and avoid that, Tony Khan man. Please, I mean, I swear they're using Dan Lambert to get segments over. Yeah, and he true. was way too it's too much. Yeah, in this segment specifically, he was way too like um crass. Intro- like, no, introspective. Know. He's like. I'm a, I'm a racist, sexist, homophobic, oh, yeah. and they like me more than you. I was like, shut the fuck up. That was like weird. the point is that that doesn't get talked about. Like that's what makes you cool, is that you don't say that. Like, shut the fuck up. When you say that, then you just sound like, ugh. <laughs> shut up. Uh, <laughs> once he said that, I just like my brain was, ugh. This segment fucking blows. It's just funny. I just wrote that, you know. Brandy from the block. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was the that only accent good one is fake thing. as those bulldogs. Pop <laughs> 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 so hard. I'm sorry. I just you know. <laughs> anyway, like I said, not excited for. If this, if if the, the you know the ceiling for this is who knows Cody versus Top Team, but not excited for that either. Oh, moving on. Um, what a terrible ceiling. A A A H F O at their office, aka the stairwell. AKA Matt and Andrade have zero chemistry. Why did they put them together? They have yeah. no chemistry together. And then Matt's just like hyping up Isaiah Cassidy, I think, in this segment the whole time. Maybe that's a later segment, but well, man, the, this fucking segment if... sucked. <laughs> to to be fair, you know, we can tie in a little bit of rampage, you know. It kind of made sense in terms of they were booking it as a, a like a live show. So technically, you know, when you go watch, they tape Rampage after. Like yes. So they have, you know, him hyping up Isaiah Cassidy for his match for the TNT Championship later that night. Which he, you know, they call on commentary. Andrade and the people in the HFO are his investments. So... When he gets involved, he's like, I'm checking on my investments. It's not great, but it I could see where they tried. I could uh, yeah, not sure. I see this. where they tried. But, you know, Sammy, the TNT title holder, should just have a storyline and a better opponent. For sure. Or an opponent that matters, you know? Just do something with, I don't know, get Private Party away from HFO, maybe. Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that's the only thing keeping them afloat. I don't know. I don't know what to House do to of Black this. versus uh, Penta. Best entrance and... in the fucking business. Did you watch this match or did you skip to the finish? No, I, I watched this. I watched this. This and that that entrance is so fucking cool. I'm such a mark for the Knights of the Black Throne entrance. And then Pac got walked to the ring, which I hated. <laughs> I, I did hated not like so that. Much. But I was like, you're ruining off. the coolness <laughs> of the. Well, think about it this way. If he is, the fact that he had to get walked to the ring slowly and kind of like hobbled over behind homeboy, but then wrestled for like, you know, a few minutes blindfolded. Yeah. Is that worth the payoff? 
It no, because he just looks so stupid getting walked to the ring. But they should have done that. They should have done your that. Thoughts thing. on him wrestling blindfolded though? That was pretty funny. very cool. But they should have done the thing where like you go to the ring in the dark. Something better than just kind of hobbling in the light. Yeah, being guided him. like a blind man. <laughs> yeah, that's very. Or should have already been in there, you know. Just gotten a cane with the lights off, you know. Have some. But they wanted him to look like weak and like blind. But like, what you can wrestle blind, but you can't walk thirty feet blind. <laughs> He's like limping for like. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know when he when Daryl says it looks ridiculous. Like, <laughs> What's wrong with you, my ear? And then, okay, uh, so the Kings won, and the name of their finisher is Dante's Inferno. Fucking marking out. So cool. Yeah. After the Black Mist, um, I felt like Brody King did not get that much ring time. I feel like the pacing of this match was really bad. Um, I could be wrong, but I could watch Malachi and Pac actually wrestle a million times, and I don't think I'd get really bored of it. But Probably not. They're both you know, pretty incredible and have strong striking, so it just yeah. looks cool. <laughs> yeah. And they both, like, they're very character-driven at this point in their careers. Like, yeah. I say... I don't know what this is really leading to, but I'm happy that uh, Malachi and Brody are far away from Cody and doing something really cool and exciting. That's all you, that's all you can do, you know? Just pray that everyone gets far away from Cody. Next is a Adam Cole promo. Did you watch this? Yes, on the Cutler Cam. <laughs> I did watch this. Yeah. You're going to see a new Adam Cole when I fight Evil Uno. <laughs> On Rampage. <laughs> okay. I should have skipped this. The Daredevil Next. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know. With that being said, though, we can also... I don't know if you want to talk about it now, but did you watch that match on Rampage? I skipped around in it, but I did watch it, you know. Did Come you on. watch the promo after? Yes, of course. Do you want to talk about that or do you want to wait? We can we can talk about it real quick if you want. Like, so this... that we're not just shit sitting here shitting on Adam Cole. But no, at the time, definitely I was like, I put you know like Daredevil Dog, Adam Cole, like just really trying to be over. But oh, I did skip this match. I said skip. Sorry, who cares? Just get to the meat. <laughs> <laughs> and the meek was you know I I you know I think he heard Tyreek saying that he's got to hit the gym. He looked pretty good. He looked pretty good <laughs> in that match. You know. Um, but you know, and I wrote now he's calling out every jobber. And oh, you cut out there. They don't want you to say it. <laughs> he's Tony calling out Khan, every what? man is silencing, calling out every what? Every enhancement talent he's ever beaten and I a few see. stars. <laughs> he his undefeated named, like, eight jobbers and then orange Cassidy and somebody else. There was definitely two stars that he's, but yeah, he said, like, you know, beaten. he's like my undefeated streak. Like, Evil Uno and Jake Atlas. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Who brags about this? It's true. Now that I'm actually putting the, the names... Well, I wrote the names down, because he, he listed a bunch of them. And oh, I'm reading please. them. Please read them out. Frankie Kazarian. Jobber. Jungle Boy. Uh, sort of a star. Not at the time, though. Uh, Anthony Green. Who's jo that? Who? Ex Jobber. <laughs> Wait, maybe I don't oh, know. Oh, from Circa Survive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was like a, a, a 
you know, autocorrect. Uh, John Silver, is that Johnny Hungy, right? Yes, Johnny Hungy. We love him, but yeah, he's a jobber. But we Wheeler love you. We love, we love Johnny Hungy in this on Illegal Tactics, okay? He's hilarious. He's charismatic. He knows his character. Wheeler Yuta, hey, got potential. But he's a jobber. jobber. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Orange Cassidy, jobber. Star. Mm, yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Yeah. yeah Jake Atlas. Uh, Trent Beretta. Evil Uno. Jobber. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So these are all the guys that he defeat he he beat Poor for Trent. his undefeated singles run, you know. But he says an Adam a new Adam Cole exists here and he cuts the promo basically declaring he's gonna be the world champion. Whether or not this actually leads to anything, I'm happy that uh his character is actually moving forward in the direction. Yes. And again, just like what I said about think about who takes the big L's, you know? Adam Cole took the L at Beach Break. And now look at him. He's declaring himself, you know, going to be he's going to be vying for the world champion. Whether that's yeah. next or anything, I think, you know, he came with it, came with the the heat for this promo. Even though there was a couple things that we could have switched around, he could have done a little bit better, but Hey man, yeah, Adam Cole. He, ends he up had the at passion. Alleged, yes, he, exactly. He can he can go in the ring, even though he doesn't always look the most credible. Uh, Excuse me. He can go in the ring. He can cut a hell of a fucking promo. You know, we love to make fun of Adam Cole here, but really, he is one of the best in the world. There's a reason why everybody agrees with it. But uh, you know, he should hit the gym before you got like three weeks before uh, he starts feuding with Adam Page. Because he's definitely the next feud after Lance Archer, but he's been a uh, number one contender it's for true. like for like eight months. He just hasn't done anything. Obviously, not eight months. He's been, but he has been number one contender for at least, a month. I think, since the new year started or something. And th- he was just locked up in the Orange Cassidy feud, which is fine. You know, you're not gonna go challenging the world champion when you got the fucking best friends hunting you down. You know, we got to look over your shoulder when you might get orange punched at any time. That's scary yeah. shit right there. You know, and now that's taken care of. Uh, we have next on Dynamite, Ruby Rose versus. Oh, no, sorry. Ruby Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby Rose is the girl from Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Uh, Ruby Soho versus Nyla Rose. I think this ends the first hour. You know, Lars in the crowd. Very cool moment. Did you watch this match or did you skip to the finish? Nyla beats Ruby. Oh, I skipped to the finish. I I really have not cared about Nyla's for sure. No story, and I've never Aubrey as the ref. Skip to the finish. I Uh, mean, Aubrey is fine. She's she's no fucking Bryce, but Jesus, get over yourself, Aubrey. You're not a fucking star. Um. Yeah. Next, we have the Jungle Boy Boys three on one beatdown (laughs) for the Gun Club in the snow in Chicago. I can get through like any gun club segment because to me, I'm just like, oh, this is just like Florida trailer trash. And he's like the creepy, like, buy you dad who's like, yeah, boys, get him. Go on. Yeah, I mean, they have their shirts and, off in Chicago. Yeah, their shirts off and like you know? really bright pants. Yeah, <laughs> they're like tanned and all, you know, they're all right. And like, like way too blonde. I love it. And then. Uh, anyway, after that, I think the second hour starts with uh, Tony Schiavone and Adam Page in the ring. Which I, uh, I thought could have been better. All I have is written better. is Adam Page promo is okay, so and I don't remember anything from it. 
what what are your thoughts you know well this this is you know hangman page says he's got a baby at home he's gonna miss the flight and get out of here because you know they're in chicago and uh what is it? dan lambert and jake roberts come out and you know lance archer and uh hangman just end up brawling what does it say brawlski is the texas yeah. death match this week or I think it's this week, maybe. But, you know, or I'm not actually sure. But, you know, uh, might be. uh, I mean, other than that, I thought that it was a sick choke bomb on the steel stairs again. Oh, yeah. Lance Archer is playing his role perfectly for what we have right now. He's definitely underrated to some degree. And Hangman, too. You know, he needs to be the underdog baby faced. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like you know, taking fucking choke bombs onto onto stairs and you know razors edges, you know on tables. I can't and wait chairs. for the legacy, you know, Brian Danielson and John Moxley to dethrone him. Wouldn't be I don't know. bad for that. Um, then we have the you know the influencer also... Chris Jericho calling out Pride <laughs> <Brian> and Power. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, I know. love I love uh, inner circle family time in the. Oh yes, attendance is mandatory. Don't <laughs> attendance <forget>. is mandatory. <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, we'll see what happens next week. Really I'm gonna make a call. Then, you know? Um, yeah, they don't it. show up. You know, oh, nice. he starts bitching. Lights go out. Eddie Kingston and Pride and Powerful and maybe somebody else appear with weapons and beat down the inner circle. That would be great if that happened. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> and they could do Pride and Powerful and Eddie versus Sammy, Jake, Chris. Yep. Yeah. It's a great call. It's a great call. Um, I love that. And then, you know, it's nobody gives a fuck. The influencer, Chris Jericho, literally. I'm getting fucking worked. It's coming out of my check, you know? GFY, <laughs> brother. GFY. Oh, please. <laughs> please. Fucking boomer. Jericho. <laughs> anyway. You know, now I have at, like a page like, and a half on this. That's fine. You know, at around nine fifteen, they have the main event. Yeah, giving them a lot of time. A MJF, lot of time, and it deserved a lot of time, honestly. Yeah, MJF versus like CM s- Punk with Bryce Remsburg. Um, Why'd you have to say that? Just wanted to let <laughs> Don't you know. say that name. <laughs> uh, you know, MJF also in the Yankees geared. Is he valid? Yes or no? Dude, I loved the Yankees. <laughs> So valid for that. Also, like a callback, like Punk has done that before. Um, when he was feeding with Cena, he wore the Yankee gear, I think, mm. in Boston. You know? um, but yeah. What are your overall thoughts about this match? I it mean, went, we, can, we can go, yeah. It went a really long time, and I feel like I would have appreciated this match so much more if I was like not watching it alone, super tired. You know, but I watched the entire thing and punk punk went the fucking limit, dude. You know, he fucking did it. I think the person who won should have won. I think the storytelling with Wardlow is great. I think MJF is just a masterclass in professional wrestling. I think punk is a masterclass in professional wrestling. I think Punk pulling out every single one of his old moves, like the Pepsi plunge and like the Pepsi lariat or whatever, was just so cool. Pepsi twist. And he Pepsi twist. On a weekly basis. 
and but anyway, oh, whatever. Yeah. But I I just think it was it was really it was really fucking it had so many cool spots. And then like the did I really love the tape stop restart of the match? Do I love any time where Bryce Remsburg gets too much fucking screen time? No. But it's fine. And you know, the crowd fucking loved it, man. The crowd loved it. It was, it you was... know, your thoughts on MJF giving CM Punk his first loss in AW. And I guess first loss back in professional professional wrestling. It's it's a fucking he deserves it, you know. This is a man who hasn't won, and I think I'm taking this from another podcast. So this is a man who like hasn't gotten um, any titles yet. So it's like he's racking up these accomplishments in like a different way, you know. So I think that is really fucking cool that he got this title. And like Punk doesn't need to beat MJF. What does Punk really gain from beating MJF? I feel like MJF gets so much more from beating him in like the long run. Absolutely. Punk doesn't need this win. He didn't need this win, but it was that's what I was like wondering is you know, MJF if he is going to win, which he did, I just needed to see how he was going to. And yeah. They like you said, they went to the fucking limit. Or at least rather, let, let me say this. Punk got pushed to the limit. MJF looked amazing in terms of like his cardio and conditioning. This is exactly what I wanted. You know, I wanted him to really I know I don't know if he's ever gonna rub it in that way, but he definitely exposed Punk. But I love CM Punk for putting on this classic match and taking the L. I really think like it really builds the heat because at this point, Punk is kind of like the old man underdog. In term even though he's more over, he's got more to prove in this match. I a million think, percent than um, MJF. So it's like the stakes were really high for him, and he really pulled out all the stops. And even though it was, you know, by two dirty illegal tactics that uh, MJF actually gotten, I guess two, he got two wins over CM Punk tonight in Chicago. Um, his first two losses. Oh my God, he's gonna you know? brag about that so much. <laughs> he's gonna be bragging about that so much for like. He's like, I'm gonna be. He's like, I'm gonna beat. I beat you twice in one night. In your hometown, you bitch. It's going to be yeah. great. I can't. I um, can't wait. You're never so, getting a rematch from me. I beat you twice already. It was like literally, I, I think, though, like a really beautiful <clears throat> professional wrestling story to be told in Chicago. I don't know if it's the same arena that Punk has like got like his, his biggest wins in or anything. But the fact that he got to do this like on paper, like I think this fucking matters. This is a big deal. For MJF, this new guy who has never been touched by WWE gets CM Punk's first loss on his belt. That is, and in in a, like a forty-five minute long crazy match. In terms of like, yes, there are a lot of spots and everything like that, but the fact that Punk could go forty-five minutes with MJF is like, but by the end of it, you're like, he's fucking spent. He's like shot. But he managed to keep going and keep fighting for like another, you know, 15 minutes until Wardlow with I was very surprised by that, honestly. But 
I don't hate it. Uh, Wardlow, I guess, handing him the dynamite diamond. I, I mean, there's no explanation yet whether it was like money related or you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he handed him the ring. I don't know, but it, it makes sense. He's still under his payroll. You know, he gave him the orders earlier, like you're gonna out and give me the diamond ring. You know, and this isn't Wardlow's time yet to what hand punk his victory it's true it's a really good point like it's more interesting that way like cool the babyface wardlow turn will be epic for one night in chicago for this little one-off thing but like moving forward the story is way better this way yeah and then what he turns and then it causes mjf to lose and then him and Wardlow have a feud, so then Wardlow sort of has to lose that feud. It just... Or then what? Wardlow wins that feud, and then MJF eats two losses in a row? Yeah, this was the right move. This and I'm the re- right I mean, move. this was the obvious move, and I'm glad that they, they went with it. Because, you know, they yeah. gave MJF all that low-hanging fruit for months for Punk. Yeah. And this is the payoff, is that, you know... He's and did you notice building a new pin. star? He pinned him for so long, and when oh, was in his ear, like Austin Rock style, probably saying the markiest shit to him imaginable. <laughs> like, thank you, I love you. I, I was at, uh, uh, <laughs> I still, you know, look at the picture of us together every night, and like, being able to beat you in Chicago just means so much to me. He was probably crying, dude. True. This is a big. I can't imagine me. the things he was saying. He's a young he's kid. Probably, you yeah. He's it was he's twenty five or twenty four. Yeah. It was probably very sweet, and very heartwarming. You know, if you could catch that emotion in a bottle, you could probably do like a crazy witch spell with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, props to MJF. Congratulations, and um, he's the yeah, future of wrestling for sure. He's definitely up there. Um, he's definitely up there, and he he definitely gets my legal tactic of the week. For beating Punk not once but twice with illegal tactics, and I think that's the week of wrestling. I think so. All right. Oh no, we did not finish Rampage. I mean, is there really anything else of note on Rampage besides you know we we covered all that? Um... Yes, actually, there <laughs> is a few things of note. So let me tell you some things that are of so. Sammy Guevara has that fucking match with who was it? It wasn't important. It was Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, Isaiah um, Cassidy. Let me let, let me just stop you right there and let's just let's just say Sammy Guevara just wearing two belts is probably the most interesting thing about him and his character. And it uh, looks very cool, but there's more to this story that you are missing. After sure. the match, you know, uh, Andrade comes out and probably Matt Hardy. Or Andrade's guy, and they like corner him, and then man. who else but Davi Allen comes out? You know, the man that Andrade's been trying to buy for weeks. You know, that that little boy, the little boy that worked for Stink. <laughs> Nobody cares about Andrade. You're wrong. HFO. You're wrong. You're blind. People by care this. about Darby and anything that Darby touches. This isn't going to matter about. Though. This is wrong. just a placeholder for his. You know, who knows. You're wrong. We'll see. I, I will say that. And at they least... hinted at Darby Andrade. They hinted at Sammy Andrade. And they hinted 
Sammy and Darby. The way that Darby patted him on the, the chest. And that's all hype. I don't want to see Darby and Sammy wrestle for the team title. I think it's pointless. That's like Sammy is such a Sammy doesn't have a character. And they, and he's already what, a two time uh TNT champion within the last couple months and then Something he's like that, yeah. wearing the two belts. Like I said, that's the most interesting thing about him. He doesn't have anything. He's he's so still repping he somebody the inner like Darby circle. to push him to that to that place, that dark place. There's nothing there. I'm sorry. You know, Sammy Guevara is a great wrestler. Terrible character. That's fine. Yeah. I'm marking out for anything Darby does though. That's fine. If, if that leads stopped. to Darby Allen, you know, hitting him with a fucking skateboard and coffin dropping him and a minute so he could be the next TNT champion. That's great. You know? Well, it'll probably be like 25 minutes, but then we get him as 20 as pretty hype. <laughs> I forgot thing. about this though. Is uh, you know, did QC you see that Marshall? No, that Layla Hirsch's new character is Adam Cole. Did you see that? She hit the boom on Chris Statlander. Oh my <laughs> god, dude. She I I wrote notes, dude. She fucking had such explosive power attacking Chris Statlander. It was crazy. Hit her so hard with that chair. It was so loud. It was. I loved it. Yeah, it was what it was. Um, I'm very excited for the future of Layla Hirsch. Yeah, she's at least doing something. She has more of a character than fucking Sammy Guevara. Like, yeah, literally. I hate Sammy Guevara. <laughs> okay, I don't hate him. Thoughts Sorry. on the QT Marshall package? I mean, I'm disappointed every week when there's not a hook match, but happy that. A hook match is announced for next you're fucking, week. So you're gonna be drooling. You must yeah, be drooling I'm fine with that match. I think QT Marshall is very funny, and it's for gonna sure. be against somebody like that we've same... never heard of, he... like Brian Lee or something. <laughs> yeah, he's more like the Miz in in the same category. Where like he has a punchable face, and he's great at making you want him to get beat up. Yes, so he's he's doing his job well. Um, Mercedes versus Thunderosa. For once, I actually really liked a DQ finish. I was like, finally, did something. Did you watch dip- this match or did you skip to the finish? I skipped to the finish. Okay, that's fine. I thought you watched this match like a madman. <laughs> hey, Thunder Rose is one of the greatest female wrestlers. I'm not disagreeing with you, but this match doesn't matter. Other than backstage. It does matter. Britt Baker saying that she didn't finish the job and it wasn't what they agreed and you just softened her up like... Why does this matter? I don't know like, why she, she, Britt she, she, needs her to take an actual L, which I thought yeah. was, I guess has something to do with the rankings. So her actually getting a win sends her higher in the rank means that Thunder Rosa poses Whatever. more of a threat to Britt Baker. <laughs> you know, AW they, is they, for the intellectual wrestling watcher. <laughs> no, I'm more interested. I know that Layla Hirsch versus Britt Baker is not a better match than Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker, but I'm way more interested in Layla Hirsch getting that. Yeah, but they're actually... both heels. We're not going to get that. We're going to get Layla Hirsch versus Chris Statlander. And... Right. That's wait. fine. But you know what I'm saying? Is that, like, there's the, they, they're terrible at building women baby faces in this company. Yeah. Um, that we actually care about. Another uh, thing I want to say about this segment is that they also went through Smart Mark Sterling to get this job done. Which is also MJF has gone through Smart Mark Sterling to get stuff done. I just love this continuing thing of him just being the the bad guy backstage that gets deals done. I think yeah. it's very cool. Yeah, I just wish that they mattered. Um, what <laughs> speaking mattered? though, that they that this mattered. This doesn't matter. This this whole thing. 
You Speaking of Mar Sterling, though, I will say. Oh that, my uh, God! What do you mean nothing else matters? We have a Jay Lee match against Ricky Starks. Did you watch this? Um. Uh, you didn't watch the Jay Lethal match. Here's the thing: I don't think I finished it. <laughs> I just have Jay Lethal versus Ricky Starks for the FGW Championship, and that's where my notes end. <laughs> I don't have the winner or anything. Um, but tell me about it. Tell me about it. It was, I watched this entire match, and it was a a very good match. We have Hobbs looking like a fucking million bucks with his fur coat sitting outside. Um, He got involved a little bit, hurt Jay Lethal. I watched some of this match. I watched some of it. To make up for that, Dante Martin actually came out to attack Hobbs, you know, which is very cool. Right, they're continuing that. Mm -hmm. Ricky Starks can go in the fucking ring. And... In his in the promo package before this with uh, Mark Henry, it's time for the main event. I loved Jay Lethal's promo. I love his promo style. I think it hits different, very unique, very different from everybody else. That obviously that very eighties nineties vibe that just feels like nostalgic listening to him and the things he says feels important. I think Ricky 100%. Starks is also incredible on the mic and just like you know he just makes himself feel important as he's talking then they have a match and it's fucking awesome i really wanted jay lethal to win and unfortunately spoiler he does not but the finish was fucking crazy because jay lee the story they're telling obviously is jay lethal is trying to get off the lethal injection because can't be kicked out of it's the most powerful cutter in the biz some people Um, said that yes mm -hmm. remember and yeah, of course. The, uh, the man himself. Yeah, well, anyway, go on. <laughs> the, the free agent. <laughs> some, people, some people have said that. Let's go. Let's move on. So he does it like two times and it gets avoided. And he this third time at the end of the match. And I don't know if you know the uh, Ricky Stark's finish of the Rochambeau looks like. I'm not oh, as I familiar I see. Uh, yeah. with, with wrestling moves enough. But he reverses the lethal injection right into the Rochambeau and pins him. It was a, it was a beautiful finish. I, you know, I really wanted lethal, uh, Jay lethal to win. So I was a little disappointed, but that's, it was like a perfectly smooth counter into his finisher. So it sort of did protect both of them just by being like, what are you going to do? You know, just a perfect counter. Yeah. I mean, the FTW champion does not matter right now. Trying cool to make match. it matter, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I, be- I believe that they are trying to build the FTW Championship to mean something. Um, Again, th- they have a lot of time to kind of, like, figure out this whole Jay Lethal-Ricky Starks feud. Because that was maybe, like, what? How many weeks ago was that? Like, three weeks ago? When they first... It was, it was a few weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Like, <clears throat> and they haven't really been on TV or Rampage, like, yeah, since. Yeah, I know. They did a terrible job of, like, they literally, they, they called each other, or he called them out, and then, like, three weeks later, he just got a match, which he loses, because it's like, nobody gives a fuck. And, like, yes, if you love wrestling, I'm sure Jay Lethal knocks it out of the water. But this is, again... Ricky Starks also knocks it out of the water. You gotta stop this God. Ricky Starks disrespect, when you don't even give him a chance to prove himself. I mean, you maybe go if he, in if with he a makes negative it mindset. Matter, if he makes it matter, I will watch it. And here's the thing. Team Taz... Gets it done. Ricky Starks is now the weak link after Brian Cage is le- is gone. Because I will watch, no matter what, 
a, a fucking powerhouse Hobbs match. And everybody knows nobody missing a hook match. Nobody gives a fuck about Ricky Starks because he's it's just it's nothing. His whole intro his intro is like so wash. Like his his entrance. There's like no charisma whatsoever. You gotta that listen I'm, to some pro. You you're just you're just not paying you're going on your phone when No no no. I, I'm talking about the way that he carries himself from the you know, from whatever the position that they're calling it. What do they call it? Like the the like not gorilla position, whatever it is. I don't know. From back there onto the ramp to the ring. The way he carries himself, I don't buy it. Well you'll see. I think his neck is healed now. That's why he was doing commentary. That's fine. I'm just letting you know that I'm not buying it. Um and maybe maybe I I want him to prove me wrong. But like I said, Team Taz creates assassins. Ricky Starks is not that. Well he just took out he just took out Jay Lethal. Avoided God, the lethal please, so. please. That's that's an assassin, if you ask me. Oh come on! And what, like twenty minutes? Like mm, I, I don't know, TV man. Time, brother. It's fine. Like everybody else is taking on jobbers. This guy's fighting one of the most tenured champions that's... in the indie world. Yeah, and I and he's not holding my attention one bit for it. You know, I could not. Be less Powerhouse Hobbs is taking is eating that lethal injection. If Powerhouse and Hobbs one two three faces Jay Lethal, you know I'm going to be glued to that screen. He's taking Ricky that Stars could not too. care. That's fine. That's fine. And I'll and I'll, I'll be here that week when it happens, and I'll be here to talk about it. So, <laughs> you know that, that that's my hot take of the week is um do better Ricky Starks. Also do better wow. Sammy Guevara. That's you know. And I just feel like that this may be my only shot to get my voice out there. To, yeah. You know, hopefully inspire him to do something more than wearing that fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin jacket and hanging around Chris Jericho for no fucking reason. And, yeah. uh, yeah. Ricky Starks, I mean, is below Sammy Guevara, probably, I would say. In terms of wrestling ability and even character, I would say. So. Well, Sammy is, like, really fucking good. And right. He's so crazy. Miles ahead of Ricky Starks. Miles ahead of most people. Yeah. I'm not knocking that on Sammy. I, I, I think his matches are awesome. I think, yeah. you know, he yeah. I, I pop really hard for all of your spots. Just want to make sure that he knows that. Um, Just please. Just get I really character. hate the, the card gimmick in between. Oh, yeah. The commercial breaks. Can't wait till he turns heel, bro. Buddy, I'm skipping through the commercials. <laughs> I'm not watching a Papa John. See what you got to say right now. Cut a promo. Damn, fucking Papa John's is cutting out your mic. <laughs> they don't want they don't want you to cut a promo. It, on them. Uh, the sponsors, matter. you know. Um, but yeah, is there anything else in the week of professional wrestling that you need to mention? I can't say that there is. Uh, we got to wrap this. Up, you know. Sorry, you, you got any out. plugs? Sorry. You, you Are you, gotta, you kidding me? What is going yeah, on? He cut off. I'm sorry. I'm turning my gain up. Well, um, you know. Oh, we got to wrap this up. Do you have any plugs? Yeah, you can catch me um, at Fiber Foodie on all socials. And please subscribe to our TikTok account and Instagram account, Illegal Tactics Podcast. Subscribe to our Patreon, where we can break down the weekly shows even more so than this two-plus-hour uh, audio file. Um, you got any plugs? No, I don't have any plugs. I just want to say that, you know, MJF and CM Punk put on one of the 
you know, great classic of our time, possibly match of the year, some will say. And um, it was only, you know, taken away from that because of Bryce Remsburg was the referee. And I think that Tony Khan man should immediately fire him or at least restrict his arms in some way so that he can't go around flailing them and trying to push wrestlers away from each other. I think he looks ridiculous. And I think the whole ref gimmick in AEW is fucking absurd. And we have to stop pretending that they are stars. They are not stars. They should be basically invisible. And fuck you, Bryce Remsburg. I hate you. And, uh... That's it. That's Absolutely. Stay out of the shot, Bryce Remsburg. Stay out of the, Stay out of the camera shot. shot. I hate you. Catch you later, bud. Peace out.